Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Formula One's driver market had its explosive moments this year with Alonso, Piastri, Ricardo, those dominating the headlines. But now it's the turn of the team bosses. So today we'll ask who's in and who's out, what it means for next season and even on a longer term as well. And why does there have seemed to be a higher turnover in recent times? Let's answer those questions and more as well. Let's get up to speed with Autosports F1 reporter Luke Smith. Hey Luke, welcome back to the podcast. We thought the season was over maybe a time to relax after the autosport awards chill a little bit no chance it's just got so busy how you doing today yeah good thank you martin yeah as you say i think we all thought it would be off season and the, the classic question anyone who works in f1 has asked other people who work in f1 is oh so you get some time off now wind down a little bit and on the media side it's still been pretty busy there's still been lots to do magazines to write things like that and then yeah the last 24 hours or so it's really exploded into i think one of the biggest news days of the year uh, in terms of sort of just the 
the sheer number of uh, twists and turns that we've seen in this weird team principal silly season, which has never really been a thing before. Well, the role of team principal or its equivalent is one which has become increasingly high profile to followers of Formula One, with the media often speaking to them as much as the drivers. Now, on the 29th of November, we learned that Ferrari would be parting ways with Mattia Binotto. Just take us back to that moment for anyone that's not heard our podcast and made about that. But what happened with Ferrari and Binotto and then what did that tee up? I think even a couple of weeks before that, when we were in Abu Dhabi, the first reports came out suggesting that Bonotto was on his way out of the team, that uh, the management at Ferrari, Chairman John Elkan and the CEO Benedetto Vigna had lost faith in him and were looking elsewhere for the future. And Ferrari denied these reports at the time. They also denied that Frederick Vassa, who is the, who well, who was uh, the team principal at Sauber, Alfa Romeo, was being teed up as the replacement. Ferrari denied all of this. Bonotto said that he had sort of faith for the future. He felt relaxed about things. But then, as you say, on November 29th, we got that announcement through that Bonotto had resigned and would be leaving the team. And the winds have all been blowing one way ever since then, that it would be Bassa who would take up that role. And uh, even in Bologna last week, I went for the FIA end-of-season prize-giving gala, the top three in the championship there. Uh, Charles Leclerc attended, and I asked him in the press conference and said about, about Vassa, I said, what do you think about that and he was quite coy he said that I don't really have any input into who is team boss or anything but he said Fred is a very straight shooter he's very honest I like that they worked together previously at Sauber and in junior formerly as a a ART Grand Prix which is a team that Vassar helped co-found so it's always been really setting the way that Vassar would take up that role at Ferrari so that was always anticipated and yeah we we learned yesterday that it was going to be this morning we would have that announcement but then the bigger bombshell came again this morning when it emerged that also Vasseur's replacement who was someone we were kind of discussing last night and was sort of thinking oh who could it be had actually been already been lined up and it was Andreas Seidel the team principal at McLaren who is uh, one of the I think one of the best in the F1 paddock and it just set off this domino reaction today where we've had yeah Bonotto leave Ferrari a few weeks ago Vasseur get confirmed at Sauber Seidel then confirmed at Sauber as Vasseur's replacement and then McLaren confirmed Andrea Stella who was previously their executive director for F1 is going to step into that team principal role so yeah it's kind of been this domino effect where just one change which was Bonotto leaving Ferrari has set all off all these uh, bits in motion and there is still a Williams story we'll get to at the end of the podcast but first of all let's unpick what's happened here so why do you think Ferrari were lining up Fred Vasseur, the last five years he spent with Sauber as their head of uh, of their Formula One operations. Do you know any info on when he might start and what his official job title might be? Yes, so Vasseur will be starting on January 9th, so not very long to go until he'll be able to get working there. And he will be team principal and general manager, which is a little bit different to what Matteo Bonotto was. He was team principal and managing director. So it's, uh, yeah, a little bit of a, a shift there. Bonotto, obviously, he had that dual role as well, where he was also looking after the technical side of the team as well as being team principal, whereas Vasseur is going to be very much focused on just that kind of team principal role, as it were. There's no gardening lever or anything for him to do. It's good that he's able to get there swiftly. There isn't this sort of long wait or anything like that. And for him, I think he's going to bring to Ferrari something that, yeah, maybe they've been missing at points. I think that 
Bonotto going, that was always an exit that I think surprised quite a few people, given the progress Ferrari had made through 2022. But Vasseur, like he's proven himself, I think, through his time, yeah, at Sauber, Alfa Romeo. This year was their best season in terms of where they finished in the standings for 10 years. I think that was a very good sign. He's helped lift the team from being financially limited, let's say, to turning it into a team that Audi, the big German manufacturer, saw as being who it wanted to work with when it came into Formula One. So I think a lot of credit does deserve to go to Vassar for that. And uh, his name has been linked with Ferrari for, for, I think, quite a few weeks, ever since Bonotto's departure was rumoured and reported. And that speaks to just his track record. And yeah, I, I did an interview with him a few weeks ago, actually, before any of these sort of uh, reports started to emerge. And we said about sort of like the way you work to make improvements and stuff. And I said like, oh, like what have been some of the, the best points this season about what Alfa have done? And he said, it's not my job to say, oh, here are all the positive things. He said, it's my job to look at the negatives, look at the the bits where you F up is how he worded it mm. and uh, say, right now we do better and we fix this. So I think that shows the mentality and I think that will serve Ferrari very, very well moving forward. Now, because he isn't one of the more high profile team principals in the paddock, well, he is now. He's right at the very top table. Uh, but he wasn't always the somebody that the media would go to first because of the team he was leading. But what's his route into being Ferrari's team principal general manager? What's his background in motorsport? And how qualified is he for this job? A very qualified, yeah. He's been in motorsport for 27 years, 28 years, longer than that, 30 years, sorry, even. When he was younger, he did an engineering degree and sort of worked as an engineer in motorsport. Then he went on to set up his own racing teams. And then in the mid 2000s, he set up ART Grand Prix with uh, Nicholas Todd as the co-founder. And that has been a, a huge team for junior motorsports and getting so many great drivers into F1, raced in GP2, then Formula 2, GP3, all those sort of junior categories. Drivers he's worked with, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Nico Rosberg, George Russell, Charles Leclerc, Nico Hulkenberg, Jules Bianchi, that it goes on. There's a lot of, of great names have been associated with ART and the work that Vasseur has done. And when he came into Formula One, so he, he got his first F1 role heading up a team in 2016 when he joined Renault as part of their management reshuffle. And he was only there a few months and it turned out that he didn't quite fit in well with what they wanted and he, he there was this weird setup where Cyril Abitbal was the managing director and Vassar was team principal and it didn't quite work having two chiefs really so he left after a few months and he said that he was very he was okay with that he said I knew I, I didn't fit in and that was okay and he said I was quite actually looking forward to a bit of time off and then he got a call up from Sauber which had just undergone a change in ownership and they said that they wanted to bring him in to be the new CEO of Sauber Group and the team principal so that's something that Vassar jumped at he said he liked where that project was going Within an hour of beginning his job, he cancelled their planned engine deal with Honda for 2018, said we're not doing that, it's the wrong way to go. So that shows kind of the the mentality and the clear direction he has about things. And uh, yeah, since then, he's really helped turn that team around. So he's got a lot of experience. He's very well suited to this team role. It's definitely a different beast running Ferrari than it is any other Formula One team. And they're going to be a big step up from where he's been at Alpha for the past few years. But I think that he's got all of the qualities we need. Um, and one thing I really like about Fred, and so many people have said, he's got a real good humour. Like, you, you can have an interview with him and he'll be happy to have a joke and have a laugh about things and make the odd comment off record and stuff like that. And he um, he doesn't take... He's dedicated, but he also doesn't take himself 
too seriously like where all the time which is i think a really a really good quality to have and maybe something that's been missing a bit from ferrari so i really hope that we don't lose that from fred because he's a great character i've enjoyed our chats through the years and yeah he's now going to be in the spotlight a little bit more but i really hope that we can uh, yeah continue to have access to that uh, good good guy that is fred vassar I'd like your thoughts on what his experiences in his most recent role could bring to Ferrari. Now, Formula One is a cost cap series. It is no longer a series where Ferrari, with its own test track, going back a while now, actually, but with unlimited testing, could just pound around their test track day and night. Those days are long gone in Formula One. And what's it going to be like for him coming from a team where... Okay, there wasn't unlimited money. Ferrari does have more. But what are those experiences that he's had for the past few years going to feed into modern Formula One teams? I think it's exactly what modern F1 teams need is this kind of this team principle role where it's not so much about simply saying to your manufacturer, your backer, oh, I need more money. Please write me a check. It's actually about saying, right, this is our limited amount of money. We know how much every team knows how much under the cost cap we have to spend. Let's make it work to the best that we can. And I think that's something that has worked well at Alpha and Sauber over the years. Yeah, they've they've been one of the smaller operations. They've they've obviously come a long way from when the team was dicing in and out of is actually going to be around anymore, sort of in that sort of 2015, 2016 period. And is now, yeah, in 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 really good shape. And I think that the way that Fred oversaw that kind of with the it was a wider business view as well. It wasn't simply just, oh, I am the team principal and I run the team. Like he did have that, I think, broader scope. So I think that is something that will work very well with Ferrari I think he brings a lot of experience in that regard which is is fantastic but it is just a question of how different is Ferrari going to be compared to anywhere else he's been and like how much can he adjust it to what he wants and he said that with with Renault yeah back in 2016 when that didn't work he said I just didn't I couldn't work the project sort of fit as, as I wanted to and it didn't really feel feel right whereas with Sauber he said it felt like going back to sort of my junior days in terms of what I wanted and what I got out of it and with Ferrari you can't really get a project say right I'm going to adjust it to what I want like it's kind of how how do you fit into Ferrari but I think that yeah the qualities he's he's got are fantastic I think he's um I think as a man manager as well is a real real good good person to have on that front and I think that's going to serve Ferrari really really well moving forward a bit like George Russell moving from the back of the grid to the front of the grid. The car can only be better than what he was in. So at Ferrari, it's going to be so many more tools available to him. Coming up on the podcast soon, we'll talk about the bigger bombshell. McLaren, Williams will talk about as well. Stick around, those are on the way. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Trainer. All right, we're joined by Luke Smith, Autosports F1 reporter today to unpick what has been a crazy couple of weeks, but particularly crazy 24 hours in not the driver market, the team principal market in Formula One. Let's talk a little bit about how I don't think many people, anybody saw the McLaren news. Andrea Seidel leaving the team to become, well, no, not team principal at Sauber. What's happened with Fred Vasseur going to Ferrari, what's Andreas Seidel's role? So Seidel is joining Sauber as its group CEO. So effectively, it's a promotion from what he was doing at McLaren, where he was team principal and reporting into Zach Brown, who was the CEO. Now, for Seidel, he, um, he he brings obviously a wealth and wealth of experience in racing. He was at Porsche when it dominated Le Mans with its LMP1 projects uh, between 2014 and 2017. He then moved into F1, uh, back into F1, having worked at Sauber in his uh, younger years. Um, he, um, he then came back into F1 in 2019 with McLaren to be its team principal and has really helped turn the team around there. He's really helped take it a long way forward. Forward, but he's not going to be team principal at Sauber in 2023. And his job now is to actually find a team principal. So it's it's an interesting dynamic because Vasseur, he again had this kind of dual role where it was both team principal and the CEO of the group, whereas now they're splitting that. And Seidel's coming in to be the CEO. He'll, he'll have someone working underneath him. And I think it, it kind of shows that Audi, which we know is coming to F1 in 2026, which is going to work with Sauber as its strategic partner and take a majority shareholding as well. They they saw Seidel as their guy and Seidel was always the man they wanted to come across and, and work. Obviously, Porsche and Audi are sister brands within the Volkswagen group as well. And we uh, actually spoke with Zach Brown less than an hour ago, actually, as part of a media call. And he revealed that actually there was a plan in place even before Vasseur went to Ferrari that Seidel was going to link up with, with Audi, it sounds like, from 2025. And that was the plan. And Seidel had informed Brown that when my contract expires in 2025, I'm, I plan to move on and I've got a new challenge lined up. And then when Vasseur was moving to Ferrari, when that started to accelerate... Sauber's owner, Finn Rousing, he got in touch with Brown and said, what are the chances we can try and make this go a bit quicker, happen a bit smoother and get it in place earlier because we're going to need someone to run the team sooner than, than 2025. And that's then when talks moved between McLaren and Seidland and Sauber and paved the way for him to join from next season. So arguably the biggest story of the day. Yeah, it's crazy that Ferrari's new team principal isn't the man who's uh, yeah currently at the top of our um, traffic on autosport.com or anything like that. It's Sido. I think that's the one that really surprised people and uh, caught everyone out, really. And I think a big loss for McLaren as well. So with Volkswagen Group coming into Formula One with their Audi brand, even though we talked 2026, we saw this with... Mercedes and coming into the hybrid era, work can't begin too soon. This is a play, not for 2023 or even 2024, but this looks like a, a setting up the chess pieces years and years in advance. And you and I have talked on a previous podcast about the dance that Sauber are going to have to do because the team is Sauber, but of course they have a title sponsor in Alfa Romeo, but it's it's a bit like Formula E, like Alfa Romeo are there, but they're not making the engines. But there's a Ferrari partnership and you're going to have an investor in that team. They're actually becoming a shareholder. You're going to have Audi coming in sooner than the Ferrari partnership will wind down. So there's going to be that dance to do of, well, Ferrari won't want to let Audi know all of their secrets and what have you. But it, it, this seems like 
to me at least, it's a real long-term play. What's your reading of that big chess game that's being played? Yeah, it is definitely a long-term play. And I think the fact that we now know that it was even 2025, like they were, that's how confident they were. Sider was the man that they wanted to lead their Audi team. It was that we don't mind waiting another three years even to get a hold of him. So I think that speaks volumes about how good Andreas Seidel is and what he does. But yeah, it is this kind of, it's about setting up the chess pieces. And Audi have said that they realistically want to be competitive in F1 within three years. That's their goal. By then they can sort of, I'd assume being competitive, yeah, you'd think being able to challenge for race wins and be at the sharp end of the grid. And we've seen the momentum that's being built at Sauber over recent years. And I think this year was was very, very good for them. Valtteri Bottas and Joe Guanyu, really, really good driver pairing together. I thought performed excellently, both of them. And they got caught out by, uh, I guess, sort of their development. It wasn't really aggressive enough. I think that's something that hurt them a bit. But it's still been a positive upswing. And I think that that is just going to continue to snowball as we get closer to 26. And Audi, yeah, they're not, formally arriving until 2026 but we know that they're getting things ready they're expanding their engine facility at Neuburg that's going to work hand in hand with the uh, Sauber facility at Hinville to, to put together the car and they are they're clearly laying the foundations and this was a big part of it and I think that they quickly saw who they needed to head up the project who they wanted and that is why Sider was their man. So I think now it at least gives time for Sider to get sort of the right culture and things like that in place and things as he wants it to be before Audi comes in instead of yeah you arrive in 25 you've got one year he's arriving in 23 he's got three years so I think that is a really good bonus for him I think that's a good chance for for Seidel to yeah sort of make his imprint because he's someone who's always been very driven by by culture and doing things the right way it's been very successful at McLaren and I see no reason why that can't be replicated uh, for Sauber and eventually Audi. I think what always inspires confidence is because people move on all the time from all different jobs and all walks of life is that when a company or an organisation says so-and-so's moving on, for these reasons, we wish them all the best and here's who's going to be taking over the role. It always makes it look like an orderly transition. Uh, Meet the new boss, to quote uh, The Who. But same as the old boss, well, absolutely not because it'll be a different personality coming into uh, McLaren and they've already announced who that's going to be. Who is it and how will he be different to Andrew Seidel? Uh, it is Andrea Stella, who has previously been their executive director. I've already seen memes where it's got Andreas and then it knocks off the S and Andrea <laughs> is the yep. new team boss. So good, good news, fairly proofreaders out there. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it's an internal hire and it's something that, again, McLaren have given a bit more background on and that because they knew in advance basically that okay Seidel is going to leave at the end of his contract therefore we need to start thinking already who will be our team principal then already then Zach Brown said Andrea Stella he's my guy he's who I want and they sort of had some loose conversations about it when it became clear that things were going to move a bit quicker and Brown actually didn't say to Stella oh I like it's going to happen now he just said would you in the future be interested uh, and Stella he's not someone who's been very public facing he's always quite um quite 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 private I think and he tends to just get on with his job and he said today that I'm not someone who sort of chased chased the limelight or anything I just want to get on with my job and do the best I can so he admitted like he did have to think about like well do I want to be a team principal where that's unavoidable like you will be very public facing and very much being spoken to and about in the media as well and he decided he did and then 
yeah, things accelerated so that it will be coming in to, to play immediately. And McLaren, the team, uh, team workers, they were informed this morning. I understand that Stella would be taking over from Seidel as team principal. And Brown said that it had been very well received, that the, the feedback was very, very positive, that everyone within the team was sure this was the right guy moving forward. I think it is going to be a, a slight change in approach in terms of you're going from someone who's, yeah, had that experience running a, an operation and a team before to someone who is stepping into that role for the first time but Stella has he said he's worked with some um, yeah some big names throughout his racing career he was at Ferrari for a very long time so he worked with Sean Todd obviously through that very successful period in the mid 2000s Stefano Domenicali who he said was a great sort of people person and fantastic on the sort of soft skills side so that's something he wants to emulate and um, also works uh, under Andreas Seidel as well so he knows the culture at McLaren and I think that is the good thing here for McLaren they've got continuity in terms of it's not someone new coming in and saying right I want to do everything differently it's someone who's been part of the project that Zach Brown and Andreas Seidel have been putting together and I think that it bodes well so yeah a big step up I think for Andrea Stella but it's one that he's worked hard for and I think it's uh, yeah it looks like a good move from McLaren yeah it kind of reminds me of that Rob Smedley era at Ferrari where there was a new generation of engineers coming through that you'd hear on the radio with with their drivers and so they have you know these people do have profile if you've been into Formula One for any kind of period of time but he'll certainly be much more in the limelight now and if you thought all of that was enough to fill a podcast there is still news about Williams F1 team principal Jos Capito who we haven't mentioned yet what's the news here Luke? So yes that actually was the first team principal news of this week that arrived yesterday evening that yeah Jos Capito will be leaving Williams after two years as its CEO and team principal in Formula One and it was truthfully it was not the most surprising news we started to hear some whispers in Abu Dhabi that maybe the owners Doralton Capital were looking to make a change at the top of that team it's been a disappointing year for Williams they didn't really make the second step forward that I think that they were or hoping to after obviously getting back into the points in 2021 so yeah he's leaving the team as is their uh, technical director FX Damason so uh, two big roles that Williams need to fill at the very top there we've uh, not got any inkling at the moment as to who will be taking up those positions but Yes, that means in the space of, what, 24 hours, we've had 14 principal changes in Formula 1, which is, yeah, quite a lot. He's a former Volkswagen manager as well. So, uh, again, he's been around motorsport a very long time. Could you see him staying in and around motorsport in various series? Uh, We'll see. So he did actually plan to retire from racing before... Williams basically said to him look we'd like you to come and help our our revival and our restructure and everything so I don't know if he might go back and think look I've done it now I'm retiring two years later than I planned but I'm happy to sort of uh, hang out for good but uh, yeah as you say he's vastly experienced I think would be a good asset for anyone to sort of uh, be able to pick his brains at some point so we'll see but yeah I I, my feeling would be that he might think I want to yeah retire now and uh, yeah look back on a successful career maybe as a possibly an advisor, a consultant role. I'm sure someone like uh, Andreas Seidel would always be happy to have someone of his experience uh, with a bit of input. But hey, uh, as you say, to stay out of the politics of running a full-time motorsport team, but to be around, it'd be very interesting to see how that how that does all shake out. Right, final thoughts from you then on on what these new appointees uh, can achieve in a cost cap era, like I mentioned, in both the you know the short term and the long term as well. 
Yeah, well, I think short term, realistically, all of them are going to be saying, I can't really have much of an impact on 2023. The car development is obviously a a long way down the road. Most teams have already got planned when they're going to be launching and doing their shakedowns and stuff like that. So they can't really have a massive impact on next year. But I think looking further into the future, yeah, that is where it's really going to come into force. Like, what can these team principals do? How can they get the right culture in their teams? How can they make their mark? I think for Seidel, he's probably got the the biggest task in terms of getting all the sort of uh, puzzle pieces in place for Audi for its arrival in 2026. But yeah, you look at Vassar as well, arguably there's no bigger job in Formula One being Ferrari team principal. And I think that all of the the pressures and the, the brutality of the Italian media and everything like that, that's something he's going to have to get to grips with and get a handle of. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, definitely. I think that for next year, it'll just be about them getting sort of their, their feet under the table and really starting to get an understanding of how the team works. But I think that all of the appointments seem like good moves. I'm particularly excited to see what Seidel does with Sauber slash Audi because, yeah, I, I've known him since uh, he was at Porsche and we, we were, um, uh, I was covering Le Mans and it just a really a really really good operator and I think that it's exciting to see what he can do there with Vasseur as well though I think that's a really good appointment by Ferrari I think it's good to get someone from the outside coming in as well so yeah I think it's it's very exciting and it's gonna be very uh, interesting if not a bit strange when we get to Bahrain for testing in the first race and there's a, a few different people wearing a different team kit <laughs> absolutely well with Vasseur now in at Ferrari, it's a job where they've made clear only winning championships is good enough. And so it's a huge job. But hey, when they come knocking, you got to say yes, because it's a chance to manage uh, Ferrari. But like you say, the other appointments actually, actually uh, took us by surprise today. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. Uh, you can follow everything that we're writing about online uh, for immediate breaking news, autosport.com and also our social channels as well. Of course, every Thursday, Autosport magazine uh, comes out with a bunch of stuff that you can read double issue on the 22nd of december which will have our top 50 drivers of the year and uh, that will definitely be one for a conversation round the uh, christmas dinner table if you agree or disagree with where we've put or our team of experts have put the various drivers this year thank you very much for listening to the podcast and we'll catch you on the next one Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.